Here's what's coming up on today's show. And if we are in a position where, let's say that 30% of our income need is from Social Security, the other 70 of is from your own resources, that goes a long way to making you being independent from the government. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Hey, welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated with Scott Dugan, co-founder, managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, based in the KC metro area, but of course, serving clients all across the country. I'm Walter Storholt. Great to be with you on the show today as we talk about retirement rebels, winning your financial independence. I hope everybody's having a good uh, early July as you probably check out and listen to this episode and a good 4th of July and all that and sort of inspiration to our show today. Scott, what's up in your world, my friend? Well, very excited to do this podcast. Love the topic and the irony of this. And I think why it stood out to me. Been working with uh, consultant slash coach for a while and dug deep into a kind of a behavioral profile and kind of a personality profile. Uh, and you love that stuff. Yeah, I love it. Just just insight into how we work, why we why we do what we do, why we make the decisions we make. And he was going through several things. It took 90 minutes to go over the basic information. That's how deep it was. And one of my dominant traits was I had a, we call it high level of desire to be independent and free. (laughs) So Ah. I thought this is perfect uh, for, for this because I, a lot of things I do uh, is because I'm just wired as such, or I was brought up as such that I wanted to have more control. I wanted to call the shots. I didn't necessarily want to work Mm. for someone else. And so that's where that freedom and independence comes from. And it's not always roses. I mean, there's there's ups and downs to that, Uh, but that's kind of how I'm wired. So I liked going through these topics today and the stuff we prepared because I I definitely can identify with a lot of these. Very cool. Yeah, I look forward to walking through this with you as well. Quick sidebar, very quick. Uh, just since you mentioned sort of that behavioral aspect, you'd be very proud of me. I actually used the term recency bias in a conversation with somebody Whoa. recently. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking of your specific episode uh, or a couple of, the, of them where we've gone through like different biases and behavioral finance and things like that. And I was like, hmm, are you sure that you're not falling victim to recency bias there? <laughs> And they were like, what? <laughs> Whoa, Walter. Look at the big brain on Walter. Yeah. So I was able to take something from the show and apply it to uh, to everyday life, which was pretty, Beautiful. pretty cool. Beautiful. And got to educate somebody else on recency bias. So you're affecting the world in ways you, you didn't even know, Scott. So I, I thoroughly appreciate that. Thought, thought you would. All right. So we're going to celebrate the spirit of July 4th with this episode. And what we're going to do is tackle that concept of independence, but obviously financial independence. So American colonists, they were fighting for freedom from British rule, of course, and we're here to discuss what you're striving to be independent from in your retirement. So we're going to look at some of the, maybe the foes that you face in your journey to retirement and through it. And uh, the good news here, Scott, to, to have a nice little cheesy joke to begin things, no muskets will be required for these battles. So. Not, not today. Not today. Not today. We're, we're, no, we're not reenacting any, any Revolutionary War battles. That's right. So That's right. So That's maybe some sound point. effects. I'm not sure. Oh, but. we could. We could slip a few in at some point. So note note to editors, see what you can slip in during the show today. Yeah. Maybe with yes. each point we make, we can have a musket shot go off. I, I like that. I well, like that. Or, 
or some flute music or drums or something. something yes. Something oh, oh, yes. We'll slip some. We'll slip some things in here. I, for sure. I can hardly wait. All right. So, so independence so, from. What's one thing that you often see people kind of seeking that independence from in retirement that that jumps out to you at first glance? I would definitely say number one would be independence from the government. Right in line with our theme, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and what am, what do I mean by that? Obviously, we're dependent on the standards they set, the services they provide. But what we're really talking about is not relying upon the government for your nursing home care, for example, that we've talked about on the show, is there's not a real robust system set up for long-term care for the citizens of the United States. Uh, You've got scenarios where there's Medicaid, which what does that mean? That's administered by the states. And that's where you've got to really dwindle down your assets, don't have a whole heck of a lot, and Medicaid would kick in. You know, Medicare does not cover, quote, long-term care expenses, like nursing home expenses. Uh, There's a small amount um, uh, if you're rehabilitating and getting better. But long-term care, where you're going to be in there quite a long time, you know, Medicare is not going to cover that. So a lot of our clients, the first step is really looking at, let's quantify what that impact could be if one or both of you needed some sort of long-term care. We use the average numbers. And first we look at, well, what would the impact be on your current plan if you did receive care or need care? And it's a financial aspect. Obviously, we can quantify that. And some people look at it and say, hey, you know what? We would spend down a percentage of our assets. Uh, That's what we have the money for. And so be it. We just leave a little less in the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Uh, Some people look at that impact and say, you know what? Gosh, I, I really think we need to hedge against that. And so we look at the different strategies uh, that are available for long-term care. And that could range from the traditional long-term care insurance, uh, or it could be based around what we call asset-based long-term care. We won't get into a bunch of that today. But just know that there's different options to allocate your resources and dollars towards that give you some sort of protection, uh, some moat they build around your other income and other other assets to be self-sufficient, independent from long-term care costs. I like that vision of the moat. That makes a lot of sense. So that's independence from the government. But that's not the only thing people seek independence from. Certainly a very common one and and, and a good thing too, right? That's a good thing to want to have independence from, not having to rely on on those certain things. That's freedom for a lot of people. What else is there? Well, I think the next big item would be maximizing your Social Security benefit. And maximize one term, I would I rather like the term optimize your social security benefit. What really means is not being overly reliant uh, on that benefit for your retirement income needs. Now, for the vast majority of, of retired retirees or soon to be retirees, you know, social security, those two checks, if there's husband and wife, that's going to be a substantial part of their retirement income. Uh, we're fortunate, a lot of our clients, that social security checks are a part of their income. Um, but a vast majority of the money beyond uh, the Social Security checks are going to be generated by pension and or pensions. Uh, Most of us are going to be taking resources or income from our resources, our savings. And so we want to optimize, again, that Social Security benefit. And if we are in a position where, let's say that 30% of our income need is from Social Security, the other 70 of is from your own resources, that goes a long way to making you being independent from the government. 
All right, so uh, a couple of different ways that we can seek independence from the government, and then uh, uh, there'd probably be at least one more, maybe from the the healthcare angle, right? Oh, definitely, and you know, not assuming Medicare will cover all of your medical expenses. Medicare is a pretty robust plan that people qualify for, uh, but it's not going to cover everything. There's going to be potentially out-of-pocket expenses above and beyond what Medicare covers. Uh, that's where a lot of people are going to seek out a Medicare supplement, a Medicare Advantage plan uh, that has ancillary benefits that help reduce the out-of-pocket expense above and beyond what traditional Medicare covers. So that's how I would wrap it up for government would be get those three things nailed down and it goes a long way to being independent. You can see why that is an important one because uh, there, there's so many layers to that independence from government goal that people have. All right, what about uh, another place that we often seek independence from? This one can be a little bit more complicated, right? But I would imagine that there's an element of folks that would have this as a goal and that would be independence perhaps from family? Most definitely. And, you know, in our culture, uh, you know, having multiple generations of family is not the norm. And obviously, it's a little more uh, prevalent today where you're having kids, especially in their, you know, 20s, 30s, moving back in with parents. So we're kind of an all time high there. But I really think it comes down to current retirees or people that are close to retirement, they don't want to be forced to move in with their kids later in life, uh, because of some calamity that happened from a financial perspective. Uh, now, again, it's it's different if it's a choice versus the final option to do that. For example, uh, we had a, a client in earlier. They very close with family, uh, new grandchild, so sold her home. So took some of that money from the sale of the home and put that into renovating the basement of her daughter's house. And so she lives in that home. Uh, there's seven of them, six upstairs, her downstairs, and new grandchild. So that's her part-time job is taking care of that uh, grandchild while her, her daughter is going to work. Uh, and then they have a babysitter that take care of the other, other ones. Uh, but that was a choice, and it worked out for them uh, and just worked because that's the way their family unit works. Uh, but again, she's still independent. Uh, but it was a choice that she moved into the kids, not because it was the only option that was out there. And, you know, that's talking about, you know, housing. And I think a lot of people get nervous about the idea of, hey, what if we had to rely on our kids for any kind of financial support? Most people, again, want to be independent from a care perspective, and they want to be independent from a cash flow financial perspective. And so, making sure you've got good solid plans in place uh, to where you you've got those options and you've got those that security blanket where again you have resources if life throws your curveball that you can stay in your home that you're in or you can have resources to get yourself out of any curveball that life throws at you so that's i think independence from family is a big one again spend as much time as you want with your family just on your terms it's a big one to uh, kind of make sure that it's put into that uh, perspective, I think. Uh, so we're talking about, so far, independence from government, independence from family. We're already becoming a retirement rebel at this point, I think, if that is our goal, Scott. Uh, what else might we want to seek independence from? I love this one. Independence from creditors. Ooh, that should be an obvious one, right? 
Yes. So entering retirement with no debt. Now, there's a few caveats there. You know, we don't want a lot of destructive debt. Uh, now, if someone's entering into retirement with an extremely low interest rate uh, mortgage, there's something to be said about that. But in general, if we don't have a lot of consumer credit card debt, things like that, moving into uh, retirement, it makes it much easier uh, to service the debt load. So again, making sure that your debt is in check. And the other, you know, creditors, you know, people, I really want my house paid off. I, I don't want that hanging over my head, that mortgage, that liability. Well, another liability that a lot of people don't think about, a lot of our clients do, because we talk about it a lot, but it's that, uh, that tax burden, that tax liability inside of your IRA or 401k. Because if you open your Fidelity, you know, account, you know, you'll go online and open it up and you've got a million dollars in that IRA, well, can you really spend that million dollars? Well, the answer is no, because you've got to go in, push money out or have one of us, our, our team members push it out and that you push out money into your checking account. Well, that's going to go through what's called a tax transition, I meaning it's going to show up on your 1040. And there's going to be potentially tax assessed to that as far as ordinary income tax. And so a lot of our clients are looking at, hey, I've got this million dollars, $2 million, $3 million in my IRA, but they realize, hey, that's not all ours. Uncle Sam and the IRS want a piece of that. And so how do we dismantle that over time? So we're extremely tax efficient with our withdrawals. And if it's important to leave a legacy, What's the best way to leave those assets behind uh, to the you know kids, family members, grandkids? What's the most efficient way to do that? So creditors are, hey, don't get in bad credit card debt. Try to stay out of that. But also, if it's important and it does apply to your situation, dismantle the tax liability to that creditor called the IRS. It's a really big one. Yeah. Independence from creditors. These aren't in any particular order, but that should be near the top of the list, I would imagine, for a lot of people. So Yeah, absolutely. All right. So independence from creditors. What about um, any other places we're seeking independence from? I think, you know, I've got two more. And the next one yeah. would be independence from employment. I like to call work optional. Work optional. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because think about it. Retirement's not an age. It's an income. You don't retire because of a certain age. You retire because you've got enough mm. income to support your lifestyle, right? Right. And people say, well, I'm, I'm worried about running out of money. Well, are we worried about running out of money or worried about running out of income? Because it's different when you're in retirement. And so when we leave paid work, we no longer have a paycheck. We need to make sure that between our Social Security checks, if we're lucky enough to have a pension or other resources, we need to make sure that that income can be delivered on a predictable, sustainable plan so you can go out and do the things that you want to do. So you can go out and take those vacations, uh, spend on gifts on grandkids, take those classes, have those adventures. That independence from employment means, hey, I have handled my debt. I have a handle on what it takes to live my lifestyle, and I know where that money is going to come from. And depending on how you're wired, those personal paychecks are going to come in from a guaranteed perspective, or some are going to be based on a market, you know, up and down, or some combination of those two. But again, true independence from work 
means you don't have to work because the resources you've put aside, the income plan you put together puts enough money in your, your bank account every month so you can go out and do what you deserve and want to do. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I've already kind of seen my dad. Uh, he just went through this, Scott, and he, he opened that can, just a little bit of that independence from employment. He uh, thought he was going to retire straight up, but he ended up being able to uh, stay on with his current company in kind of a consulting part-time role through the rest of the summer before he then officially pulls the retirement plug. But just just pulling that little bit of relief valve off of the full-time work to the part-time and getting that independence, it just totally changed his mood, attitude, excitement for the future. It was really neat to see just gaining a little bit of that independence from employment because they got better news on what they were capable of doing in retirement because they put together a true plan and said, you know what, you don't have to work. He went into the process thinking he was going to have to work the rest of his life. And then wow. it turned into, you know, this year and then, and then a, you know, a different year. And then it was this year at the, in the fall. And he was like, is there any way I can, you know, I work outside in the hot sun all summer long in North Carolina. Any way that we can <laughs> have me skip a summer of <laughs> crawling crawl spaces. And, uh, and, and it turned out, yeah, you can. So worked out nice. beautifully. So that's a, that's, that's a really that's important one for sure. W- wonderful to hear that. And I, and I love that what I call the off ramp of, of employment. Uh, he's got a much longer off ramp and that transition into retirement for some people, either it's a financial continue to have some financial rewards, uh, able to reduce some of the stress and workload. A lot of times that's a great mental transition and a financial transition to get to complete work optional situation. So I'm, I'm happy for your dad. Yeah. But interesting to see, cause mom's is going to be a little bit more bl- blunt. It'll be boom, done, you know, on the day. And so that'll be interesting to see their two different reactions to those different styles of sort of slowly f- going away. And then the, you know, nope, this is the last day, hundred percent all the way to the last day done. So that'll be, that'll be fun to watch later, uh, later this fall. Absolutely. All right. So we've listed independence from the government, independence from family, creditors, and employment. Where's the last area we can be a retirement rebel? This is what we call independence from the stock market. Oh, makes sense for retirees, right? Now, I'm not saying that the stock market is bad, that we don't want money invested in the market. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that when we transition into retirement, we have to have money set up in certain accounts, certain positions, we call it buckets, to supply short-term, mid-term, and long-term income needs. And so the stock market, depending on how you're wired, if you're, we call these retirement rebels, if if you're a real risk-taking person and you know that when the markets are up, you get a bigger paycheck, when the markets, markets are down, you've got to tighten your belt, then being predominantly in the stock market can be a perfect solution for you. There's on the other end of the spectrum, there's people that are ultra conservative and more safety conscious, more conservation conscious. Uh, They may want to be invested in things that are much more conservative and don't have as much up and down in the value of your account on a daily basis. Most people that we deal with where they come to us, they've, they've amassed this nest egg and they come to us to say, do I have enough? 
when can I retire, how much income can I get, and can we make sure that we minimize taxes as much as possible. So that's what a good plan addresses all those things and many, many others. Uh, but again, it's looking at what got you to retirement may not be what you want to do to get you through retirement. And for some people, it is backing off of how much do they have exposed ultimately to the markets. And again, it's going to vary widely, but it's our job to help you determine how you feel about it, how you best operate uh, in those worlds, and then design a plan that fits those goals and desires. So that's what I really mean by independence from the stock market. We just want to make the, sure there's always a smart place to take money from. Because we know that the only certainty is that there's going to be uncertainty. I can guarantee you that. There's going to be things that come up that we never thought would happen, and they happen. Looking back, no one had it on their radar that we would have a global pandemic. No one. And then no one knew that the federal government or the Federal Reserve is going to pump up the printing presses, inflate the economy, which ultimately led in kind of a bubble, and we're recovering from that. And so when you put all these things together, uh, we just need to make sure that we've got, again, resources in a place where when life happens, when things come up and life throws your curveball, we've got smart places to take money from. Because if you know that going in and when you call us and let us know what's going on, because you will, because that's just inevitable, you just need to know and have comfort that there's going to be a smart place to take it from. And we'll continue to help you be independent of all the things we talked about today. All great points across the board, and the planning process is going to help you achieve that financial independence from all the things that Scott talked about today. So if you'd like to set up a time to visit and talk about your financial plan, see how you can win that financial independence uh, from these different items, uh, give them a call and have that conversation. 913-393-4724. It's 913-393-4724. And of course, online at listentoscott.com. Lots of great information there for you on the site, past episodes, and more. It's all at listentoscott.com. Scott, thanks for your help. Happy July 4th and uh, Independence Day and and just general celebration, obviously, to you and yours. And uh, we'll look forward to another episode soon. Sounds good. All right, very good. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.